The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Sienna and I have been together as a couple for 22 years and counting. In this episode, we share about a time early on in our relationship when we were fighting a lot. And we also share the things that helped us to break out of that pattern and to move towards growing in mutual understanding and peace. If you want to jump ahead to the main topic, that starts in at about 12 minutes. Welcome to the podcast where it's all about living your love story and making your life a story where love wins. My name is Sienna. And my name is Toast. We're married and we've been partners in life, love, and music since 2001, over 20 years. On this show, we share our life as an Asian-American lesbian couple. Some of our favorite topics are positive spirituality, holistic health, sometimes cats, lesbian alert, and other things we hope are entertaining, uplifting, and helpful for living your love story. So here we go. Welcome to our home studio in the Pacific Northwest. Love is in the air. Do you remember that song? Yes, I do. We are old enough to just <gasps> oh have a memory of that song. All right. Love is in the air. Happy Valentine's dun, Day, dun, everyone. Dun. This episode will be published. Uh, that's the plan is to publish this episode the day before the day before Valentine's, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So here's the thing. So, Let's just say this like out the gate. Okay. You know, so in this day and age, in the climate now, it's like, is it okay to talk about Valentine's Day? Is it not okay to talk about Valentine's Day? I Are you heard, being like, insensitive? Are you appropriating St. Valentine? Right. And also, oh, no, it's not Valentine's Day anymore. We celebrate Galentine's Day. Oh, God. You know, I mean, like, there's so many Get things. off my lawn. So we are just old school. Everyone knows this, this by now. So we're going with we're Valentine's old Day. And we're going to talk about... <laughs> Just some things we've learned in our 20 plus years of, re- of our relationship. This year is going to be 23 years. It's 2024 now, and it's going to be 23 years that we've been together. And we've it has learned been, a thing or two. Yes, we have. We sure and have. And we would like to share it with you young spring chickens. Yep. All right. Ready? Yep. Okay. So maybe we should just start with the, the very quick overview backstory. Oh, yeah. how we met. Okay. So we, so if you've been following the podcast, we've talked about how we met in various episodes, things like that. So Toast and I met doing music and, so, yeah. oh, go ahead. And very much more specifically, I was working on a project. I was in, where was I? California. Yeah. Northern California. I can't Somewhere in the great state Anyways. of California. Um, I was going to say Palo Santo. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. Palo Alto. Oh That's my where God. I was. 
too much smudging and clearing for the mm-hmm. new year. Um, and I was working on a project, and while we were taking a break, the person I was working with handed me a press kit. So back in the day, we, uh, musicians would send physical press kits, something kind of fun that's, that showed your personality, and it would have your like bio, a little bit of who you are, plus your CD... Back in the day, a physical CD. A compact disc. A compact disc. And it would also maybe have like a food item, just whatever. You could make it really fun. It's like a little, like a gift. Just to try and get at the tension, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, More than just like pulling a, a CD out of an envelope. Right, right. So you want it to have personality. So anyways, he hands me this press kit and the CD specifically. And he says, he says, uh, do you think she's gay? I don't know why. He's just like nosy like that. And he's, do you think she's gay? I turn it over and I see the photo of Toast. And I'm like, totally. Like, I was just like, yeah, yep, she's gay. <laughs> and man, your gaydar was so sensitive because... Well, what's funny is you were, for that album, mm-hmm. you were toning it down. I thought I was. <laughs> but not down enough. You were toning it down. And that's the thing. You just... You can't get hey, away from the gaydar. You cannot. You either, yeah, the gaydar, it's just there. Mm-hmm. It's strong. It's like It's that. strong. It's like it's, the force. Yeah. But um, so that's sort of how it started. And during the break, I put uh, the CD on and the first track I just loved. And he said to me, um, you know, she's from Hilo. And I also have family in Hilo. And he goes, maybe you folks can work together someday. But I thought to myself, okay, I don't even have a project. This is what I'm here in Palo Santo to do. <laughs> to do. <laughs> and uh, so let me just focus on this project. So finish the project. We go on a mini tour to promote it. And then I find out that Toast is opening for one of the shows, one of the compilation concerts that I was a part of. Mm-hmm. And the whole reason I had sent that press kit to your producer, was because an acquaintance of mine was producing this concert. And my friend, you know, acquaintance, um, said, oh, maybe you can open for this. Mm. You know, send your press kit to to these guys. So mm. that's how the yeah. press kit came across your desk and all of that. Um, so, yeah. And meanwhile... I did, I did get to open... For it for the for that concert. Yeah, and you were amazing. Well thank you. Were you were so good. You I was were like, amazing just, as well. I was not. You don't think but so? But it's okay. It was a learning experience. I barely remember any of it. You know See, what I and mean? you're telling me I was amazing. <laughs> That's like polite and all, <laughs> all but you I, know. Well, I don't remember <laughs> specifics is what I'm saying, you know. Anyways, and so then so then by this by this point, when we were um doing this particular show. I had been listening to the CD. I, you know, knew the songs. And then on that particular concert day, earlier in the afternoon, I heard Toast doing her sound check in, at the venue. And I was like, oh, my God. Like a crazy fan person. Like a ridiculous lunatic. Like I, like I was like, oh, my God. Like I just wasn't thinking... I don't know. I didn't know that was weird, anyone huh? was opening it's so for weird. us. Yeah, you totally I had no forgot. Clue. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay, no, okay. They I didn't, didn't know that. They didn't 
I had no clue. I maybe Daniel, know. maybe Daniel knew, but yeah. you know, no, I didn't know. Okay. And then so I hear this music that I know, and I'm like, wait, what? And she's doing the sound check, and I just I went in, and I was just starstruck listening to your sound check, and all excited, and you um, also sang a Hawaiian song that isn't on your CD. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. And then when you finished it and you were kind of taking a break outside with your girlfriend, Mm -hmm. I was there with my girlfriend Mm -hmm. and I was like, okay, I'm going to go and say something. And I went up to you and I was just like a crazy person. Like, oh my God, I have your CD and blah, 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 blah. What I do remember is that you said, yeah, I have your CD. And I was just shocked because... I'm this little indie artist, and the only person I know who has my CD is, well, yeah, I guess the guy who I sent it to, right? Because mm-hmm, his mm-hmm. project is being produced. And then and then my mom. My mom has my CD, you know? So my reaction was like, you have my CD? Like, no, but and you I was, were in Borders. Like, you were in, like, the local... Well, every independent artist was. And you, you were know? being played on the radio. Especially in Hawaii. You Anyways, know? yeah. So, so anyway, so I was... Uh, taken off guard, I guess. Yeah. And um, okay, so that's how we first met. That's the that's, that's how we first day that that's we, how we first first, first met each other. Met, and mm-hmm. then you were looking for water, and you couldn't find any water, and I couldn't help you. Mm-hmm. And then at oh, the end right. of the concert, at the end of it, you know, I was I looking was, for water because I was so nervous. I had like cotton I know, mouth. I know you did. You oh, were telling me okay. that, and I'm just like, I can I don't know. I, okay. I don't know where the water. Is. You just have to like. Sack up, man. <laughs> and so, and then, and then at the end of the show, I'm like, okay, I like this person. But I wasn't thinking like, 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 because that just wasn't a part of my, that wasn't even an option for me because. Because you had honestly, a girlfriend, I had a girlfriend. I was with someone and, and, and being with anyone else was not even on my radar. Yeah. So I think that's also something. Because you guys were like a to. really. You know, you were, you'd never, you guys never we really were, fought. We were solid, right? I thought, right? you know, yeah. but anyways, so then I innocently just went up to her and I was like, oh my gosh, you know, we should stay in touch. What's your, um, what's your email? And then she just directs me to the CD, like, oh, it's on there. Like, so she just gave me the general public that email, public email. facing email, not like <laughs> yeah. the you know, the private, you're now in the back door. <laughs> You've gone in the back door. She just gave me like, dum-dum, this it's is on my the CD. Oh, That's ouch. what it is. Ooh. Ooh. Like, you know, and she was just acting so, you were acting so cool and like, like you could not have cared oh, anything ouch. about me. Ouch. Like you were just so, so aloof. You were aloof. I have to say you were aloof. But I think I liked that. Oh, maybe I have to be like that. I think more. I, I think <laughs> I was like, huh? I think I, I think have... I was like, huh? Okay, <laughs> all right, all right, okay. Here we go. Let's go. <laughs> so, so, anyways, so okay. So it wasn't until many weeks later that I emailed that email on the mm-hmm. general email on the CD, yes, which was actually my email. <laughs> I think it may have been an AOL address, and then. We started connecting over email, and yes. that's really how things started. Yes. And here we are, over two decades later, 
And um, I guess your producer turned out to be right because we have worked together. Yeah. And how about this? We're going to take a little break and then we're going to share some thoughts we have about fighting. Yes. All right. So in preparing for this episode, the topic of fights came up. Yeah. And we thought, okay, that might be a good thing to center our conversation around. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because we, despite having, you know, fallen in love and gone through a beautiful honeymoon stage of like, you know, the birds are singing and the sun is shining and the rainbows are bowing and all of that. We also, soon after, went through a period of very intense, intense fights. fights. But here, but here's what I want. Nothing, nothing like physical. We didn't oh, yeah. like shove not, and punch or scratch right, each right, other right, or anything no, no, like no. that. No, but we nothing did, like that. But we did stay up till three or four in the morning. Yeah, just fighting. standing in the kitchen with our hands on our hips. You know, <laughs> whenever you say and that, I was just you're like, talking about me because I, I don't think your hands were on your hips. Oh, really? I think they were on Maybe. me because I'm burned in your image, in your mind. I, don't know. I think, my, but I, I think I would like shift my weight from side to side because my legs. I'd be like, <laughs> oh my god, how long are we? Got? This is ridiculous. Okay, wait, but we okay. also, I think it's important to say too that because our relationship, the foundation of our relationship, truly was a deep friendship that was centered around music and music was is a passion whenever you're talking about something creative you know it's intense it's intense so not only Mm -hmm. and then finding out oh my gosh there's more to this than the intensity of the creative Mm -hmm. arts there's there's more than that then it's like double what you would think in a um, relationship that just starts and it's like, oh my gosh, this is great. We just happen to have things, a few. Right. This is like, this is like double the intensity. So the, the emotions are doubled and heightened and that goes for all the great things and the fighting and the hard things. Mm -hmm. I think they're both incredibly intensified. That's a good point. So I just want to say that. Yeah. And we have come across a handful of people in our, throughout our life mm-hmm. who seem to have found some sort of comfort when they found out that, oh, yeah. We fought Sian, like crazy. Yeah, Sian yeah. and I have had some ridiculous mm-hmm. fights. Mm-hmm. Or actually not some, quite a few. Quite a few. During that time. And it was, yeah. what, a period of mm, several years, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so we thought, okay, yeah, maybe people might find this helpful. To, yeah. for us to talk about it a little bit more. Okay, so I think what helped us come out of the cycle of fights that would feel like we've had this fight already. Mm-hmm. Like a lot. <laughs> Not just, you know what I mean? It's a repeat performance yeah. of a repeat yeah. performance of it's a, a rerun. And it would just start to feel ridiculous, right? Yeah. Okay. I think what helped us come out of that cycle is recognizing the the truth of this or at least it's true for us i guess the of this theory about like why couples fight and um if you've 
listen to like Esther Perel or other relationship, you know, coach type people, you've probably come across it. And the idea is that a lot of times the fight is not what the fight is about. <laughs> like it's mm -hmm. not about the trash or mm -hmm. even about like money or, or even like your tone of voice or yeah. it's not even that it's, it's not what you're fighting about. It's what you're fighting for. And there are three buckets, I guess, of what people might be fighting for. And those buckets are number one, power and control. Number two, care and closeness, or what we would call intimacy, mm -hmm. a sense of being intimate and connected. And number three, respect and recognition. Mm. Or just I, what I think I've tended to con conceptualize is just acknowledgement, mm. you know, like um, appreciation. Yeah. Right. Respect and recognition. So I think, I think looking back, that's a, a lot. I, I personally, I think I felt like I was fighting for respect and recognition. Mm. You know? I think I was fighting for the second one. Care and closeness. Yeah. 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 Even though I was pushing you away. <laughs> it's so funny what we do. It's just, yeah. you know, cause it's habit. Like so much of, there's so much, this is why it's so hard. It's like discussing this opens up a whole can of, worms. you know what? Yeah. Because it's like, there's, there's, it's complex. That's what it is because we each come with our baggage. Mm hmm we each come with that. We each come as individuals. Mm -hmm. We each come to learn things from each other in order to help heal this baggage that we've brought to the mm -hmm. table. Mm -hmm. But the baggage has already set us up in certain habits and defenses. Right. And so we go through the relationship. And if you're not doing any kind of thing for awareness or to help yourself, you know, pay more attention to your thoughts, how you behave, um, the feelings you have about things in the relationship. If you're not paying much attention to that, then you're going to stay stuck in those habits. But there's and such you're going to have the same fight. You're going to have the same, the same fight for and years. Over and it's going to get really boring because... <laughs> It's yeah, like, or you've seen this fight before. You've right. been in this fight before. <laughs> and it's, yeah, and it's frustrating. And, yeah. and the thing about that too is, is um, when you start to, when you realize that the relationship is not supposed to be, oh, it's just easy and smooth. Like, you know, I remember seeing couples on like talk shows like Oprah, yeah, like old couples and they were, they would say stuff like, oh yeah, we've never fought. Yeah. You know, like. but I think, yes. And I, and I believe that because those old couples, when you think about the Oprah show, when it was on, what an old couple was then, how they grew up, the kinds of things that were available to them, mm. I think. They were just used to that's sucking good, it up, right? That's a good point. So yeah. it's like... That is a really good point because in previous generations, if you go back far enough, yeah. the social roles were so much more narrow mm -hmm. and defined and people knew what was expected of them. Right. So there was less kind of... And I think that of, was helpful in a way. You know? Yes, it yeah. is helpful in a way, yeah. 
So okay, that, that's a really, really good point. But if you realize that your partner really is here to help you grow, mm. like they are really here to help you heal those wounds, mm. help you heal them, right? To assist you in that. Then, and you're open to that and you're, you're signed on, mm. then it can be the most incredible, painful, <laughs> um, amazing journey. Um, yeah. So anyways, like I remember, I would say that back in that era of our relationship where we were fighting so much and the same, the the fights all felt the same. Um, I think, yeah, I was fighting for and wanting a sense of respect and recognition and acknowledgement and appreciation from you. You know, that's what I was trying to get in my Mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. And um, I was looking to you for it. And the twisted um, thing from my point of view, I think at that time was I was trying in order to try and get that. I was doing what I thought um, you wanted in terms of care and closeness or, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever I thought that you wanted. I Mm -hmm. was trying to, to provide that and trying to do that. Yeah. And when it, quote, wasn't working, Mm -hmm. you know, then I would feel like, oh, but don't I get points for trying? (laughs) You know what I mean? Can't, can't you appreciate that I tried? You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I kept, I kept going back to that thing of, but hey, I'm trying. So respect me for trying, man. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. I would keep, and I think I finally, eventually, um, learn that that sense of being respected and appreciated and all that, like I, I couldn't put that all on you, Mm. you know, like I, I, um, I needed to also do, do my own spiritual work and relationship with God or whoever you want to call it, whatever you want to call it. And find a sense of uh, respect mm-hmm. and appreciation and a sense of acknowledgement from other places and not all put and it on you. And for yourself, like you respecting yourself. Right. That's part of yeah. it. That's part yeah. of it. And, and from that fullness, mm-hmm. from that more solid, stable foundation, mm-hmm. then I would be able to try and show up and and pour into, you know, your life and our relationship and whether or not I felt like, oh, now then, then I, it was seen and it was appreciated and it was mm. acknowledged, you know, it, it, that it didn't matter as much. Yeah. It that still mattered because I wanted it to, to be a positive force in our relationship. Mm-hmm. But I think I would get um, less spun up. Mm. You know, um, if if I didn't get those positive feedback, positive reinforcement for right, trying, right. you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just just having that, just having that insight mm-hmm. and it was helpful, huh? Yeah, I yeah. think to to kind of move us on or move me on from getting uh, caught in that you know, circling, circling, doing the same Mm -hmm. kind of, uh, reactions. 
And I think too, like something that we've learned in the past is, you know, so you explained how Esther Perel talks about when you're fighting, it's not about the thing, it's about what each person is fighting for, right? Mm -hmm. There's something that we're looking for. So that's one stance. And then we've also learned uh, to instead come to the relationship to serve the other person. Right. Like take yourself out of the equation Mm -hmm. as much as possible Mm -hmm. and serve, and you're going to just be amazed by how that turns out. Um, And I know we've tried that in like little stretches, I think it's harder to maintain hmm. that. Um, but yeah, even that has had an impact. Yes. Like, let me serve. Mm-hmm. Let me serve this person and not, and just like try to uh, fill their needs. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think when you're doing that, then the person is going to feel seen. The person is automatically going to feel respected and loved and cared for and all those things mm-hmm. by just serving them. Right, um, and then That's in like that the way, whole seeing the bird. Yeah, I'll talk. I'll talk a little okay. bit about that. Okay. And then in that way, when this, when that partner is feeling so seen and validated, and then they shift, and they're seeing you and validating you, it's like this really nice reinforcement. This like um, healing kind of cycle circle. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so so the bird the bird thing that Toast brought up. So I had learned from, I think, the Gottman Institute that talks all about relationships and all this stuff. And they said the highest predictor for whether a couple was going to stay together like for forever or for the long, long term. In a healthy dynamic. In a healthy dynamic, right? Not like, well, I'm not, well, I guess I'm just going to stay. Like not, not like that. (laughs) Was to see, to watch couples interact and to count how many bids, of what they call bids of connection, were received by the other partner? So a bid for connection, it's all the small things that we do to get our partner's attention. And when you're trying to get your partner's attention, whether it's just for a few seconds, whether it's for longer stretches, those are called bids of connection. And so the example they gave was um, a husband and wife and the wife saying, oh, my God, look at this bird. And the Just husband... like looking out the window. Yeah, and the husband doesn't say anything. And, and the wife goes, "Warning! look at this bird, look at this bird. <laughs> and the husband's like, wait, what? And he's still looking at his phone. You know, she's like, look at this bird. Look at the damn bird. <laughs> and, then, and then when he finally oh. looks up, like he misses the bird. He also oh, that's missed, not all he missed. He missed oh. the bit of connection, right? Yeah. So, yeah. so the whole point in that is like, hmm. when your partner makes a bid for connection, hmm. first of all, to realize that that's what it is. So anytime your partner wants something from you, put things down and look at the bird. Just look at the damn bird. <laughs> look at the damn bird. That's all you got to do. Because these small moments, looking at the bird for a few seconds, oh my God, look at that bird is amazing. Mm-hmm. How many seconds does that take? And that moment satisfies the partner mm-hmm. in, the, in the connection that they're looking for. Because each bit of connection is a search for, am I okay? Am I okay here? Mm-hmm. Are we okay? A bit of, con- oh, we're okay. Am I respected? Yeah. And if yeah. the partner doesn't- Do I have some power and control? And if the partner doesn't look up, does, then it's yep. like, oh, see, 
something is wrong, see, or whatever it might be. Uh, Or they go through the day and they're thinking about it and like, okay, well, what can I do to make it better? And it's just, so these small, seemingly mundane things, they're really important in the longevity of a relationship. So I, I thought that was like funny and (laughs) kind of true, you know? Yeah. I can see that. (sighs) So. Okay. We have, I have two more things on our list. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, One is a recent movie that you watched Uh called Foe. Okay. And not to spoil the whole plot, but it's one of those futuristic type shows where humans beings can be kind of replaced by like robots that Mm -hmm. look like them. Um, And it was about the relationship where one of the people in the relationship had been replaced by a robot that kind of looked like the partner. And the whole movie seemed to be an exploration of relationships and how they rely or, or not, on each person in the relationship staying the same. Right. Right? Yeah. And the tricky part is when you're an actual human being, you don't stay the same. And, yeah, yeah you do grow and change. And and um, that's hopefully all for the better. Hopefully yeah. you're growing and evolving in a way that's beautiful and that makes you into a more beautiful human being, you know, in a way. Um and I guess the main, one of the themes I think from that type of story is how the beautiful, one of the beautiful parts of a long term relationship is that each partner makes room for the other person's growth. Mm-hmm. You know, when mm-hmm. one person changes, the other partner is also changing, of course, but if the other partner can behold that change mm-hmm. and stay steady and present and accepting and affirming and encouraging, um, I mean, gosh, what a beautiful thing. That's, yeah. that's one of the <clears throat> markers, I, I would say, of true love, mm-hmm. you know, because if you only accept the person because, well, they're doing all the things you wanted, mm-hmm. you know, and they're being the predictable, you, you know what I mean? Like they checked all the boxes. Is that really love or is that right. just convenience? That's yeah. really convenient, right? You're going to pick up right. the groceries and drop it off when I tell you and blah, blah, blah. But having that, that kind of present, um, having a present energy mm-hmm. for that person as they go through whatever they're going yeah. through. Being that steady force. And I even think that's what's so special too about friendships that have stood the test yes. of time. Oh my gosh. Because yes. you can look back and like, remember when we were, mm. you know, mm. and then you look back to other times when you've grown and you're like, oh, and then that time when we, like, that's so beautiful. And I think that's also true. Of, fights and friendships too. Yeah, right, yeah, right, right. Yeah. And that's the thing too with, you know, if, if we hop back to Esther Perel. Um, with this part as well. It's like, that's why they say infidelity. Mm -hmm. A lot of times infidelity, the reason for it is because a partner feels like who they want to grow into. 
is not supported. They cannot be that in their current relationship. So there's aspects of themselves that they they need to express and be, Mm. and they cannot be it Mm. in the four walls of, you know, the box that they're in in their relationship. Not saying that infidelity is justified at all, but that's the the main reason people go out seeking outside the relationship. Wow. Okay. It's because there's a growth that needs to happen and their current partner does not support it clamps down and kind of yeah. eliminates or, that possibility their, for them in their mind at in least. In their mind, yeah. right. How they however they perceive the relationship wow. true or not yeah. is that they cannot be that fuller self, the mm. the self that wants to emerge. Mm. But with a brand new person, they don't know you, so of course you there's there's leeway there, right? Mm-hmm. There's nothing to live up to. There's no, you know, four walls. Yeah. I think okay. you have one more thing. One last thing. The last thing is just how um, recently we've been using these series, these cards, oh, yeah, these yeah. playing cards. They're not mm-hmm. actual playing cards, but uh, that each have like a sentence stem on them, mm-hmm. and they're a set by Esther Perel called Where Shall We Begin? Mm-hmm. And they've just been really refreshing conversation starters for Sienna and I, where we've actually, you know, we've learned some new things about each other, even after 20 years being together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, you know, the, the, we have the first edition, and now there's a second edition out. So it's going to be great. If you decide to get it, we'll put the link. But uh, in the first edition that we have... The instructions, they're not hard or anything like that, but I didn't want us to have like, oh, we have to learn this game. Let's just do our own way. So the way that Toast and I have decided to do that is we each just pick a card and... Without looking. Without looking. And we each answer Mm -hmm. both cards. And that's that's it. it. And we put it aside and call it a day. And so we, (laughs) but through that, you know, I mean, some of the questions are like, what really? But it's still, it's, it's amazing where a conversation goes. So it can start with something that doesn't seem so um, exciting or interesting, but it will lead down a path. It's just like a starter. Yeah. You know, and that's what it's called, right? Where shall we where begin? Where shall we begin? And sometimes we'll so, modify the question a little bit or right. instead of completing the sentence in a very legalistic kind of way, you know, exacting verbatim kind of way, it just kind of is like, well, okay, so the first thing that's coming to my mind is, right. you know, after yeah. hearing it and you just So yeah, you just, start just that be way. flexible with it. Yeah. But it's been fun and it's a nice way. So if you're thinking of maybe a Valentine's Day gift, I think it might be too late. It's too late for you. Yeah, it's too late. But but if you're thinking of something that you could add to your relationship that doesn't have to be where you're scheduling all this time, you can just take like 10 to 15 minutes every night. We do ours right before we go to bed. Um, This might be a nice option. And you can even just choose to do one card. You know? So So that's that's it. That was really neat. Sienna, that was Sienna's idea that she told Bear, our cat, to get that card deck for us for Christmas. So good job, Sienna and Bear. Good job, Bear. He saved his allowance. Bear, our cat. Yeah. Anyways, I hope you have a great Valentine's Day or Galentine's Day. Or if you're effing it to Valentine's Day, I hope you just have a great day. <laughs> I can say and that, right? That's yes. Not a- yeah. Do You do you. And live your love story, too. Yeah. Live your love story.
I'm Victoria Moran. Since we launched the Main Street Vegan podcast back in 2012, lots more people have discovered the way that moving in a vegan direction can infuse our lives with vitality, spirituality, and compassion. My guests are experts on every aspect of making this work in your real life and our real world. Join us for Main Street Vegan here on mindbodyspirit.fm.